0: Your engines. Here's uh, we've had about. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Find me. Nine, one, fire. You're listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the broadcast. Jim Paris here with you. Of course, we are live on Sunday nights. The website is ChristianMoney.com. Uh, my wife has been on vacation now for almost two weeks, and uh, I have to be honest with you. I'm starting to get kind of lonely. I, I I'm actually talking to a... <laughs> I'm talking to a volleyball, right? that's that's how bad it's getting. I'm having these long in-depth conversations about the meaning of life with my dogs. So it's getting bad, but my wife will be back on Tuesday, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, in any case, huge show lined up for you tonight. a big news segment here. and I'm gonna get into something too and uh I don't know. it might be the next thing that puts me on the uh, hair trigger of social media. Of course, uh, we're already on warning that we're going to be kicked off uh, several of these sites, so we'll see what happens. But I want to get into something tonight. You probably have heard only half the story on this, uh, but I'm going to get into something tonight about this whole Facebook coordination with the White House, which is now admitted by, like, all parties concerned. So we're going to get into that tonight. Um, Also, um, I have have heard from my producer that we have a – uh, possibility and it looks pretty certain that's going to happen that we're going to get Nicole C uh, Egan back here next Sunday night and that's exciting because she's the one that wrote all the news articles and the book Chasing Cosby she's the one really the one reporter that that took Cosby down and uh, there's a lot of misunderstanding about the Cosby uh, release from prison and what that in fact means and uh, Nikki Egan has been doing all the big talk shows, and um, we've got a message into her. And I'm told by my producer, it looks like 80% chance that uh, we're going to have her uh, with us next week. So super excited for that. L.A. Marzulli is here tonight. Uh, <laughs> and some of you were posting on my social media today that you said, I hope it doesn't get canceled again. Um, I don't know what's happening. Uh, honestly, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but it's he's the only guy that we've had this problem with now twice where he calls our board and he cannot get through to us. He he hears us and we don't hear him or vice versa. I don't know what happens, but somebody does not want him on, on this show. And I, again, it's, it's happened twice now. So I don't know what to make of that, but uh, he is here tonight. We've already made the connection with his computer to our computer. So hopefully it's going to happen in about 26 minutes, uh, tonight. Okay, I I threw this up on my social media and um, starting out with something a little bit lighthearted today. I put this up on my social media a couple days ago and gotten all kinds of responses and theories. So I'm going to throw this out to the audience. Feel free to email me this week and let me know your thoughts on it. Jim at ChristianMoney.com. So here's kind of the question that I have, the curious question. Why are so many people now backing into parking spaces? Uh, maybe I'm going crazy and I'm just noticing it, but it's like all of a sudden everywhere I go, you've got this thing where people they'll pull past the parking spot. So you're behind them and you're thinking that they're leaving, that they're, but no, they're actually backing into the parking spot and it, it keeps the line moving really slow. You know, if cars trying to find a parking spot, I, I never, I've never backed in. I don't really know why anybody would. And then I posted this online and I've probably got 30 different reasons that people are saying you should back into a parking spot. I'm not convinced that any of them make any sense, but it seems to be some kind of a new thing going on where people want to back in. Somebody posted, uh, in case you need to make a quick getaway, someone else posted that it's safer to back into a parking spot. Cause when you're leaving, you're pulling straight out. I, I don't know. I mean, if you're backing into a parking spot, somebody could be back there too. So I'm not sure how that lowers the risk. I don't know. But uh, your thoughts on that. Why are maybe this is just happening here in Florida. I don't I don't know, maybe it's a Florida thing that maybe people are, are uh, afraid of alligators. They want to get a quick, you know, getaway from the alligators. Did you see the story that masks are now back in Las Vegas? And I'm um, I'm not really sure what to make of this. I mean, is this new uh, spike in COVID, this new quote unquote Delta variant. Is this really a thing or are people just overreacting? So we've got word that uh, apparently in Las Vegas, they're requesting now that people wear the masks indoors. They're not mandating it. But then we heard that uh, some of the casinos are now starting to mandate it for their workers. So here we go again. I don't know. I can't go through this again. I am not going to mask up again. I took the vaccine. My wife thought I was crazy to do it. I probably think now in hindsight, I was crazy to do it, Uh, but I did take the vaccine. I, I, I mentioned this on a show a few weeks ago, why I did it. Uh, I rehearsed with a big band and there's a lot of guys in our band that are North of 75. Some of them are North of 80 and um, our you know, we, we wanted to protect them and it was requested that, to get everybody back together. Some of these people have, uh, you know, recent heart surgeries and other issues. That was my one reason. The other reason was to be able to travel uh, internationally in the near future. But in any case, maybe I have some regrets <laughs> that I got it because I don't know what good it did. I, I, I was sick for like five days and now we're hearing people are getting COVID who even did get the vaccine and now we've got COVID apparently, you know, uh, picking up steam again in some major city. So I, I don't get it. I, I I don't understand it. I guess you can't have any accountability when it comes to the government. Uh, so we, we, you know, a bunch of us got vaccinated. I think, you know, what are we, 50, 60, 70% of the country is vaccinated. But yet, supposedly, some of these places are going back to the masks. So I don't know. Well, I guess the uh, defund the police uh, movement has gotten quiet uh, with all of these shootings. I mean, between uh, literally between Chicago and New York over a weekend, you're talking about, uh, deaths and shootings, uh, that could be comparable to a war zone. I mean, it's literally like the middle East. If you take a look at those two cities, it's, it's unreal. And then last night, uh, what I've never heard of happening before was, uh, the Washington nationals major league baseball team, Uh, Breaking news. Apparently the fans rushed onto the field and took cover in the dugout. The players uh, took shelter. There was a shooting right outside of the stadium. Apparently it had nothing to do with the game. So the game's going on and then, you know, whatever street crime takes place. Well, it just happens to be next to the, you know, the street next to the stadium. There was some kind of a shootout and uh, everybody thought maybe it was going on inside the stadium. So they had to suspend the game and everything. But I mean, this is what this is what we're talking about. This is the nation's capital. And they can't even create a safe perimeter around a sporting event where there's thousands of people attending. I mean, this is how bad it is, but yet you hear this from the left, defund the police, that the police are the bad guys. And this is right there in Washington, D.C., where don't forget, we just had the National Guard for several months that had the entire Capitol fenced in. What was it, Seven, 8,000 troops were there? Uh, But yet we've got shootings happening right next to I mean, these kind of events are I mean, especially in Washington, D.C., you think there would be a perimeter, you know, a perimeter set up with with security, with, you know, the uh, uh, national security people there and the local police and everybody else. But uh, something that's never happened before, a baseball game was suspended mid game uh, due to a shooting that happened just outside of the stadium. Now, this story i've I've seen it a few times this week. People have different takes on it. You probably heard the story or read the story if you followed the news at all. That the Biden administration now admits that they're working with not just Facebook but with all the social media companies to get people banned who are spreading so-called misinformation. So this is, you know, and, and this is up to them to decide, right? So if the nar- whatever the narrative is, if you are on the other side of that regarding any of these issues, which we know what the, the hot button issues are, uh, the election, uh, if you've got uh, different opinions about, in particular, uh, COVID and 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 the death uh, toll of that, or not uh, the vaccine, or not, and what good it does, or not. If you if you go away from the narrative, this is what they are uh, they are saying. They they're they're not denying this. This is not an allegation. This is now admitted to by both the, the Facebook and the social media companies and the Biden administration are admitting that there's been a coordination that they want people banned from all platforms who are spreading so-called disinformation or misinformation. Now, if you're somebody who has not studied history, and and I know, you know, there's some younger people that are that watch the show and listen to the show, and maybe you're, you know, maybe you're my age but you've never really studied history. This is the first step of Marxist and communist regimes is shutting down free speech. In fact, if you understand history at all, you'll understand that our our Number 1 maybe tied with freedom of religion but our one of our top rights is freedom of speech that is what makes the United States so unique is that our government is not allowed to stop us from sharing our opinion. So it's one thing to say, these social media companies are just private companies. They can have their own terms of service. They can have their own policies. And we've talked about this before, about how they enjoy an exemption, that they are not publishers, but they're community forums. So they can't be sued for the content on their site. So they enjoy that that exemption, but yet they want to censor what's happening. And Trump is suing them. A lot of people are suing them. DeSantis is going after them, all that being said. But we now have the Biden administration admitting that they're coordinating with social media to get people banned uh, to supposedly save lives. Because if you don't agree with, you know, I mean, this, this Fauci character has a different story a different story every day. Kids kids should wear masks. They shouldn't wear masks. Kids are, are should be vaccinated. They shouldn't be vaccinated. We shouldn't wear masks. We shouldn't wear masks. I mean, he's all over the map. Just take his own words over the past year and a half, and he has zero credibility. But if you disagree with him and you disagree with the narrative, according to the Biden administration, they're coordinating with social media to get people banned. Now, this is the first step of communism, This is the first step of communism is is getting rid of freedom of speech. It is not just private companies that are saying you violated our terms of service. The White House has admitted that they are actually reaching out to the social media companies, specifically identifying social media influencers, probably people like me and saying this person should be banned from everything. This is a coordinated effort. Now, let me take this a step further and tell you what I absolutely believe. I have no proof of it other than just my spidey senses are tingling. I personally believe that Obama has never gone away. I And I've said this for years. I believe that when Barack Obama left the presidency, He set up a shadow presidency and has had his tentacles in everything all along the way. All the trouble and the false accusations Trump went through, all the difficulties in his administration. I think it all goes back to Obama. And I think that this social media banning and coordination with Facebook and YouTube and all these people, I think this coordination is not just from the Biden administration forward. I believe this goes back years and I I know I've personally been targeted, uh, and I and I'm not one that really goes out too far on a limb. I'm not Alex Jones. I don't go out that far on a limb. I mean, we have guests on that raise questions about things, and I you know one of those topics I you know because they've taken the video down, and it's only available on Rumble, and I can't talk about it. Uh, but th- there are we don't go into far out conspiracies, but let me tell you this. Uh, I think the light of day is going to, to show that this whole coordination, uh, between the social media companies and the powers that be, it's going to go well back, uh, you know, even before Biden. And, and I think this is going to be one of the most insidious revelations we're going to see. I mean, think about it like this. I mean, We have fought all these wars, I mean, all the way back to the to the revolution to get to get freedom of speech, to have freedom of speech. You can't speak out in Cuba. You can't speak out in Russia. You can't speak out in China and the United States. This was one principle that made the United States so unique and and the White House is admitting coordination now so it's one thing if Facebook wants to set up their terms of service and we can deal with that legally in the courts and all of that and they can you know independently on their own take action against people and that's horrible enough but now that we know that the Biden administration is coordinating with social media and telling them to ban people from all platforms they're admitting to this uh, this, uh, circle back Saki, uh, character, she is admitting to this. This is not uh, a conspiracy theory. This is not speculation. And again, I believe this goes back way, you know, well before Biden, I really do. So in any case, um, all right. I want to talk about the Anthony Bourdain movie, which just came out and I went to see it, but before we do that tonight, keeping us commercial free is internetpaycheckforlife.com. I'm gonna be brief to just tell you this, that there are four free videos for you over there. Just go over to internetpaycheckforlife.com, click on the preview, the free preview, and you'll have access to the four free videos. Um, This is something I wanted to do to give people a bunch of free information, free videos to help you get started if you're interested in developing a second income or an income that can replace your full-time income. I teach you everything that I'm doing to make my full-time living on the Internet. It's tonight's sponsor, keeping us commercial-free. Go grab your four free videos, InternetPaycheckForLife.com, InternetPaycheckForLife.com. Okay, Anthony Bourdain. Um, I'll be honest, I was never a huge fan of Anthony Bourdain, but I would occasionally watch the parts on show, like as I was flipping through the channels, he would do salacious things like eat the uh, still beating heart of a cobra. And I mean, who, who can't stop and watch that? And he's a, you know, very interesting guy. Uh, he very interesting guy. And, and uh, you know, I'm fascinated with the subject of suicide, because if you know my story, I planned out my own suicide three times. I share that in my book. And, and I'm always I'm interested in the topic because I'm a survivor. I, I, I never actually attempted it, but I got close. And uh, it's a story that catches my attention when, you know, somebody commits suicide, whether it's someone famous or not. It's something i'm I'm just interested to learn more about why you know why did this happen and um I'll tell you the the good and the bad it it was a, it's a documentary style movie. It was very well done, honestly. Uh, it's about two hours long. so it's a little bit long maybe um, a lot of times you're used to an hour and a half movie. it's about two hours, but I didn't get bored at all i did I didn't leave my seat at all. um you know i I will tell you this uh it it gives you some insight into. Uh, The Manic Life of Anthony Bourdain. Uh, Clearly a very talented man, uh, not only as a cook, but as a writer, incredible writer. uh, Very good on camera, uh, the the traveling that he did and all of that. Um, One of the things I really did not like about the documentary is this romanticizing of drug use. And I don't know what it is about this culture. You know, we have a culture that is... Uh, against abusing alcohol which it should be but the same culture uh, people will laugh and joke about using heroin and cocaine as if that is somehow still cool that is still somehow sort of reserved as something for the cool kids is the drug use and all of that and and there was honestly my my perspective on it was they kind of romanticized that you know uh, Bourdain's, uh, history with drug use and all of that. And, uh, even, you know, how he talked about if he knew he was going to die, he would take heroin and go to the beach and enjoy, you know, the use of heroin. I don't know. It was bizarre to me how they romanticized the use of heroin and cocaine. Strange, very strange. But the one, the one question you always ask when you are looking into a suicide, whether it's Robin Williams, John Belushi, any of these, these people, especially the famous people, you ask yourself, why, why did this person kill themselves? Now in the movie, they share the story of uh, Anthony Bourdain after having a divorce from his wife. And he has a small child with with this wife. He had a child later in life that he finds new love with a an Italian actress who's substantially younger than him. That, that relationship does not work out, which apparently, according to the narrative in the movie, leads him to this dark place where he ends up committing suicide. But I, I'm, I'm going to write an article about this because I know that everybody always wants to know the reason. What is the reason? And let me tell you what the reason is. The reason that anybody commits suicide it's the same reason it's because the person killing themselves does not realize how much everyone around them loves them and it's not those people's it's not the people around them it's not their fault it's just they get to this dark place And when you watch this Anthony Bourdain movie and you see these grown men that were his friends that are bawling and crying that they miss him so much and they can't believe he killed himself and how hurt they are. Remember this. If you're somebody watching right now or listening and you're in that dark place where you've lost all hope and I was there, um, when you, you kill yourself, you are destroying all of those people around you that love you and And you're not thinking about that. You're only thinking about yourself, and I get that when you get to that dark place. But Anthony Bourdain, just like Robin Williams, just like so many of these people that have great success, um, they don't have Christ in their life. they're they're not believers. they They don't know where to turn when they get to these points in their life of hopelessness a lot of times they're abusing drugs and alcohol which distorts even more their perception Um, but realizing that it is literally like strapping a uh, a suicide bomb to yourself and exploding that with all your friends and family standing around you because those are the people that you're going to leave behind completely destroyed and, and one of the things about suicide that people do not realize is the legacy of suicide. Do you know that if you commit suicide, that it increases the odds of your family members committing suicide? In some cases, it can be 10 or 20 times as likely statistically that a family member will commit suicide because you did imagine that as a parent you commit suicide and then one of your children grows up and as an adult they commit suicide because of the legacy of suicide it is a horrible decision and let me tell you this when you get to that point where you have nothing else to live for and you feel that way it can't get any worse (laughs) you might as well stay around to see what happens and i don't mean to laugh about it i'm laughing more out of just disbelief that i myself got to that point and uh what would, would i recommend you go watch the anthony bourdain movie if you liked anthony bourdain you probably liked the movie it's going to be coming out and streaming in about a month so you could probably watch it for a lot less money if not for free it was interesting super talented guy i'm i'm just sad he didn't have jesus because it would have made a difference i believe uh in his life in his perspective and uh The saddest part of it was really you could just you could just see the devastation of the people that he left behind, Uh, just the utter devastation. And that's what people don't think about. Okay, uh, let's shift gears here. I saw one article earlier in this week about this idea of Russia and China getting together and attacking the United States, maybe even like a first strike, maybe like a Pearl Harbor type of a deal. And I read the article and I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. And now I've seen like three or four articles suggesting this from different writers. And one of them connects it to Taiwan. And I really, I don't think China and Russia are going to just unilaterally attack the United States. However, I definitely think something is happening with Taiwan. There's too many things happening. There are military exercises, apparently, with Russian ships going on right now, uh, 35 miles off the coast of Hawaii. And they just did a drill in the last couple of days practicing sinking an aircraft carrier. That was a drill that they just ran 35 miles off the coast of Hawaii, and and you don't have to be much of a history to to go back 70 years and realize you know 70 80 years what that you know means. So uh, I don't know. I I I think to myself, could it ever happen? Uh, I mean, could could we be in a situation? And and even the the bigger question is, what w- would we win or not? I mean, if you have Russia and China both launching nukes at the U.S. Uh, could we respond to that? I mean, could we respond in time? I don't know. It's just something I'm seeing a lot about and I don't feel good about the people we have in the white house. And, uh, I don't know. I, I just don't feel good about uh, the impression of weakness that we are portraying to the world right now. And if there's any time something like this would happen, it would be more likely to happen now for sure than it would have with Trump in office. I, I, I highly doubt that they would have expected, you know, would expect Trump to do anything less than full retaliation. Who knows what you're gonna get with Biden and Harris? You know, just who really knows? I saw this article, it was interesting. And by the way, uh, talking about Bitcoin right now, hello to everybody that is watching and listening in El Salvador. I, I was looking at the statistics. We've now got a growing uh, base of listeners in El Salvador which I love because uh, El Salvador just made Bitcoin legal tender. And we talked about that uh, on our last show. And maybe that's why El Salvadorans are tuning into the show now. So uh, hello to everybody listening and watching in El Salvador. Uh, They have now added Bitcoin as legal tender. uh, And El Salvador is an impoverished country that's had problems with their own currency and with inflation and interestingly enough um, I believe it's close to twenty percent of their GDP is from remittance income that means people you know come to the United States and work then they send money back home and uh, in any case uh, hello to El Salvador but this uh, uh, this uh, survey I I found fascinating uh, and this is circulating a lot of people are talking about this over the last two days more than half of experts in a recent crypto survey said that Bitcoin will will replace fiat currency by the year 2050. More than half of the experts uh, in this survey. Wow, that's interesting to me. Uh, And more and more, this whole idea, I mean, it it is the final revolution. It is the final taking of power and giving it to the people, is taking away uh, monetary policy from the government, taking away the ability to print money and to play around with the money supply and all of that stuff that they do. That is the final revolution is to take that away and give the power of currency to the people, which is why I'm so excited about not only Bitcoin, but several other cryptocurrencies. But uh, I don't know. I found that uh, to be very fascinating. Uh, And we've already got countries doing this. El Salvador, the first country in the world to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender. Legal tender, meaning that it, it has to be accepted as a form of payment uh, in the country. It is legal tender. And this is uh, expected to possibly catch fire all throughout South America. They've got a lot of problems there with inflation. Many have dollarized their economy. That is, they're using the U.S. dollar as their currency, which is kind of strange, right? You're in Ecuador and everybody's pulling out U.S. dollars to buy things. But that's what's happening in some of these countries uh, because they simply don't have strong enough economies to float their own currency. So this idea of Bitcoin as legal tender, this could really catch uh, uh, fire in the region and become very, very popular. Okay, that is our new segment. We're super excited to have L.A. Marzulli here. We need to refire the open. We'll be back in one minute with our guest segment. Stay tuned. Don't miss it. We'll be right back.